Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Right, where do we start with this one? Maybe the single worst game in the current uh if we if we consider 2015 2015 would you say it's just, it's like the worst important game that they've ever played? Yeah, it feels like it. I mean, you see the hat on I have right now. I was hoping that there would be something to change the channel to, but the Giants played an afternoon game. Yeah, I got to watch them win. They they kicked the Colorado's butt. Yeah. Uh so you know, there, there's things that you can actually learn from games like this. And and I'm, I'm not saying that, oh, you know, I studied the last second half. I, I didn't watch it that closely because it was it was frustrating. Uh, just not not quite as frustrating, but frustrating with worse players. Um, but I do think that there's something to see when it comes to a team getting beat like they were getting beat. Uh, I thought Kuminga definitely tried, you know, he, he wanted to get a few, he wanted to, to play well. Damian Lee knocked down a few shots. So that was nice to see Moody, you know, Moody's always going to play hard, but uh, you also see stuff like uh, JTA just doesn't fit in a series like this. He, he doesn't really have a role in a game like this where it's very much, outside you know lot lots of perimeter play he's just kind of like i have no idea what 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 i can do in series so uh but otherwise you know if we look at the the first i guess the starters left the game with seven minutes left in second half or so ish around there so if you you know 20 29 minutes or so that i can't remember a clay steph and Draymond team playing any worse than they played. Some of that was Memphis. A lot of that was them. I think you could say a, a good amount of it was Memphis too. They they came out and they weren't missing. It was just like the Warriors in like game three. Memphis was just offensively there tonight and the Warriors were offensively and defensively missing. It was okay, just I, a... No, keep, keep going. I, I'm just saying like to end it, it was just like two... It, it just doesn't go well together. Okay, I think if uh, who knows if they watch the tape, you know, I'm sure the coaches watch tape. What you're going to see is light closeouts, like not closing out to defend the three. And, and, and some of that is, you know, if you close out too hard, then they can go right by you. 
but Steph in particular doing a lot of waving the hand in the air rather than actually closing out Jordan Poole, uh, you know, I I don't think it was as much of an effort issue with him today as it was other things, but similarly him closing out clay kind of cheating and then getting caught cheating and then getting beat out in the perimeter. I think they, so some of it is great shooting. They still have to make those shots, but man, the Warriors perimeter defensive play was about as porous as you'll see it. And maybe that's just who they are now because uh, of clay's, inability it, you know he's still not that far off from the injury but uh yeah he, he looked really slow jordan pool looked like jordan pool but he's a major point that i have to talk about so we'll save him for a second uh so point one here for me starting slow then add to the, st- the slow start a lack of urgency when they got behind it was almost like they were like eh we've been here before well we're gonna get it back and that lack of urgency played right into Memphis's hands because Memphis played this game like what they were supposed to play, which was, you know, win or go home, right? They they, they didn't want to be on the gone fishing on, on TNT. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors didn't play like that. The Warriors didn't play like that at all. The Warriors played like, eh, we got another game. <laughs> yeah. And like as a fan, it's so frustrating. But to some extent, I do wonder if because of the length of the playoffs and they're a little older, they kind of look at it as, you know, do we empty our tank in a game that we probably lose or do we save some of that for game six in our own house at home? Uh, But, you know, the the starting slow thing has become a major problem with them. And it's just, it's just kind of weird to me that, you know, let's just start the game like we always start. We're going to run the offense and we're going to look for an open shot. Clay's going to end up taking a long shot and brick it. And the other team's going to go down and they're going to score. Then we come back. It's like, I would love to see them go, okay, first possession, Curry Jeremy on pick and roll. Like, let's do like right away to show the team, the other team, like we're, we're going to go out and win this game. But they started so slow and slow, so, so lackadaisical so uh, so unimportant almost it's like oh yeah this is kind of we we need to work up a sweat and it's like come on guys this is a closeout game memphis is playing like a team that knows that there is no tomorrow and i don't know that that was frustrating to watch but it has been like the issue with the series right like the warriors have started slow i think in every game maybe except for the first game i mean has i think obi asked me like have they won a half like the first half have they won the first half in any of these? I think maybe game three. Game, maybe I think in game one they they won the first half, but it may have been close. Okay. Um, but it's just like you know that first quarter, it's almost like they they wait to get behind by ten, and then you know and then they start playing. And today just it was just mm-hmm. wasn't good enough for them. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. Um, to me, it felt like. It felt like they came out like they boat raced them the game before. Like, like uh, Memphis or, um, you know, it was only what? It was, they didn't win by maybe it would, they were a Jaron Jackson three pointer away from yeah. this game being tied or, or won from the last game. But it seemed like they came out and like, oh, we don't need to change anything. We beat this team by 30 the night before or two nights ago. But like, it, it just seemed like they did not make any adjustments to a game they already almost lost. And then Memphis, 
made adjustments. Are you ready to go on your Stephen Adams apology tour yet? <laughs> I mean, he didn't do it. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he definitely is effective. I wouldn't uh, say he's like some key. I don't know how key he is, but like the size is definitely like putting that smaller lineup, especially when uh, Otto maybe isn't feeling it in the foot and Wiggins mm-hmm. didn't feel as aggressive on the rebounding end as he has been all series. Like, you know, that's almost key for that Warriors small lineup to like compete with a, a Steven Adams big lineup. But, you know, maybe that's not there every night because they're five inches smaller. So. I just watch him and I see him fumble easy passes and I see him um, miss easy layups. And I'm just like, you know, they're, they're, they're lucky that they were winning by so much because they, it was okay for him to play that way. I mean, dude was two for seven shooting. He did have 13 rebounds, but how <laughs> was Steph still not taking advantage of a switch. Well, you know what happens, and I was looking at this pretty closely. So when Adam switches on to him, what happens is Jaron Jackson cheats over. Mm-hmm. So he gets by Adams, and then Jaron Jackson comes over swarming, and then that makes Steph sort of change his shot or or pass it out. And so I kind of wonder if they can figure out how to get maybe Clay or Poole on Jackson when they run that pick and roll. So when Jackson kind of cheats over, he's cheating over to open up something for a shooter. I think that would be an interesting way to play that. But yeah, I think it's because um, I think it's because J- Jackson is like the free safety. Like he sees Steven mm-hmm. Adams get beat and he comes waiting and he's coming flying at Steph and then Steph kind of pulls it out and and, yeah. they, and makes it pass. You know, you made a good point where you said that in the beginning, they try to get everyone else going instead of just going Steph, Steph, Steph. But I think that, um, and I think you said that you wish they did more like Steph, Steph taking shots in the beginning instead of yeah. getting Clay going. I know getting Clay going is important, but you could probably win a bad Clay game. It's harder to win a bad Steph game. So I just think that, you know, when you get Steven Adams, like you said, yeah, it's it's easier for Steph to get around him, but Jaron Jackson will cheat over. Dylan Brooks will cheat over. Why doesn't he just cook? Step back three. He did two of those this game, and it looked awesome. Like he could do it. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know why he's not. I, I would love to see it. And you know, you you mentioned that they didn't make any adjustments from the previous game. So much so that Jonathan Kaminga started the game again, and it definitely seemed like an opportunity for Poole or Otto. I would have preferred Otto, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, they're mentioning on the broadcast that the Warriors are trying to keep his minutes down. So starting him rather than finishing with him, you know, may, may not be the best thing. And then I guess he, he hurt his foot. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to keep an eye on Twitter while we do this show to see if there's anything about the, the foot problem. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I would have loved to see something a, a little different that showed like, okay, like they understand that the beginning of this game is actually very important. And they, they didn't, you know, they, they just, they just ran it out the same way and they started out slow, which usually leads with a flat jumper and a, and a fast break on the other end. And the Grizzlies were playing fast immediately. And the Warriors were just like, eh. And they just did that the whole game. Eh. Eh. And that lack of urgency you know, once they got down big, because I because I think it was uh, near the first quarter, it was actually down. It was twenty eight twenty five. I think they got it down. They were only down three, 
Steph throws a lazy pass that gets picked off. He tried to throw it to a cutting clay, high risk pass, low reward. Then it was like three on the other end. Then Steph comes down, misses a three. They get the rebound. They scored again. Steph comes down again, misses another shot, and then they scored again. And by then, you're already down double digits or or, or whatever. So, yeah, pretty pretty frustrating. But you know, I I hope that I, I I would imagine, especially with Jaw out, you know, they're favored to to win this game, uh, game six. But I think what this game did show is you know the 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 things that they do to cover up their flaws are just not going to work all the time and their flaws can be uh pretty bad against good teams which is kind of what we've been saying cuz you know we we've been saying that phoenix uh, uh, you know phoenix goes on they're very talented warriors are going to have their hands full but you look at milwaukee in boston and maybe I, I could be talked into miami those teams they make you pay for the amount of mistakes that the warriors do draymond I, I was like, dude, this guy's, you know, thinking about his podcast or something. <laughs> now, th- that's probably a little insensitive because the guy is probably, you know, the guy's still heartbroken from his friend passing away and he had the, you know, on his shoes. But, you know, he's he's there to, to play basketball and we can say that he played poorly. I think he would agree that he played poorly. And um, I I just, uh, you know, he he's he's kind of the the key to, to this, the the urgency piece. He he's mm-hmm. the key to, to to get them unlocked. And I don't know. He didn't really seem too into it either. He was turning the ball over left and right. He was, you know, I think I think he was actually frustrated a little bit because he wasn't being guarded at all. Like he he was given the uh, the Tony uh, the Tony Allen treatment from the Warriors series against the Grizzlies uh, seven years ago. Like when 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 they put Bogut on Tony Allen, that really changed the series. Like they were trying, like Jim Jackson was trying to say how Draymond can 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 get so close to the bucket because of how far they sag off of him, and then when he does set that screen, it's closer to the bucket. And I'm like, great, but or he could just shoot an open jumper and make it, and then we get two points out of him no matter what. It's not happening. He he doesn't want to shoot it. He you know he he's very predictable on offense because what does he want to do? He wants to pass it to a shooter. And then immediately go screen for that shooter. Uh, that you can plan for that, right? Now he, he's a good enough player to where a lot of times it does work. But uh, I, I don't know that that I think that was a little bit of a, of an issue for the Warriors tonight. Yeah, um, I think that this is something I've been uh, just recently thinking about. But you know, all of the playoff teams, you know, they run this like eight nine man lineup. Um, and and out of all the playoff teams that are left, you know, they didn't really go through any big setback injury like the Warriors did this year in the sense of like those eight to nine guys have probably have logged a good amount of minutes playing together all throughout the season. Whereas the Warriors, you don't get clay until just about halfway through the season. You know, Draymond had his back thing. Steph had his like ankle foot thing. And I mean, Steph probably, I don't know off the top of my head, but I'd guess around 60 something games played out of the 82 maybe less so you know i just feel like the the warriors haven't had the uh they haven't had the luxury of playing and gelling this potential playoff rotation unit all season because it hasn't some really key pieces have been missing for 
the whole season. There was never a time until one game against the, the Wizards where all three of them were back that they really got time to see what it looked like. So this could also just be like them, you know, still trying to figure some of that stuff out and like how that, how, you know, but the thing is it's hard is because it's Steph, Clay, and Draymond. These are guys yeah. that have been there. These are guys that, you know, they could probably make it work with just about anybody, but there's still a factor in that when you're playing a good team that, um, you know, I, I still think that there still needs to be some fine tuning in there, but you know, there was a couple of games uh, and cut me off if I start to like bleed into some next topics because I don't really I don't know what they are. But well, there I, mean, was a couple... we, I, I bled into sloppy Draymond. So, you know, we can we can. Oh, OK, keep going. Yeah. But uh, there was a couple of games in the uh, in the beginning when the Warriors were just doing so good that in the in the garbage time lineups, it would be pool in there and he, he would just be chucking like he would just be trying to like get his. I don't think it's for stats, but it's maybe like to, you know, get in-game reps against yeah. the third or second unit. And there were games, like, because I'm watching because I, I want Jonathan Kaminga to touch the ball. It's like Jordan Poole, you played with the starters. Like, do you really need to be chucking up an extra five to ten shots in the last <laughs> three minutes of the game when it's just all the scrubs out there? Um, but, you know, it, tonight it was Kaminga that was doing that. And, I, and, and I'm like, come on, give it to Moody a little bit. He's streaming the hit right now. Like, I wonder if, you know, when Memphis after game three, I believe when they got killed, when they put in Steven Adams for like those two minutes and he didn't even look that good, but you know, they were like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's put him in this rotation. I wonder if that either happens to, uh, you know, Kaminga gets a little more minutes or something. Maybe they liked what they saw, or even I just think Moody helps and I get it. That's probably where I'm naive in my basketball opinions, because I just like, I, I gravitate towards the younger guys for some reason, but you know, that's where I think that, they might not have this playoff rotation completely set in stone yet because I just think a guy like Moses Moody who can literally like do what I feel like they need in some of these situations, which is shoot threes and play defense. He's literally a three and D role player like that they could use. Like I just, why not try it? You know, but that's where I think, that's you know, where I, I think, I think, I think they would say what they would say is, you know, that's what the regular season was for. Right. We we tried it in the regular season to see what we had in the playoffs. And for whatever reason, you know, they like and look, Moody for gosh, for half of the season, this guy had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And I think he was doing a lot of thinking. He was doing a lot of like, uh, you know, thinking before reacting. And he, he missed a lot of open shots, too. He's a rookie. He's learning. I think if he would have been able, because I think they really wanted him to be something in this rotation. And for whatever reason, it didn't work. Um, So Mike Brown talked about the, uh, the loss and and he said, you know, you just got to flush it. Kind of like when you're in the bathroom, you grab the switch and go flush sound down the toilet. But then he said, and this is really what, you know, we all watched, which is, we know they're a desperate team. Their backs are against the wall. We we have to match their energy in that regard. And it was almost like, it was like, I'm watching this game and I'm like, the Warriors were al- almost had the attitude of, how dare they play this hard? <laughs> like, don't they know who we are? You can't, you're not supposed to play that hard against us. And I was just watching it going like, wow, I never really felt that way about this team. Now those Kevin Durant teams where they, they I mean, they were, they were obnoxious just because they were so talented, but I never felt that they didn't play hard. I felt that sometimes 
you know, on offense, things were so easy that they were taking what the defense was giving them sometimes. But never did I really think like these guys are just like, uh, you know, we don't have to play hard to win this game. I was like, wow, this was like a regular season game to them. And this was game seven of the NBA finals to the Grizzlies. And that's kind of the difference. Yeah, I mean, when Steph and Draymond are like dancing and laughing to to the whoop that trick song. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I'm I I'm still not worried about them blowing a 3-1 lead against a jawless t- uh Grizzlies, but you know, when I when I was bringing up that Moody thing and the rotation thing, it's more projecting into the p- potential future series that is to come. Should I be doing that? I'm not entirely sure because Series isn't over. We're going to a game six. We're going to Chase Center. If the Memphis Grizzlies somehow whip out a win in Chase Center, it's going to be a really tough game seven going back to Memphis. So I don't know if I should be like (laughs) completely still disregarding them, but I still don't see how they lose, especially when I think you're right in that thinking. And then also Steph and Draymond are laughing while getting blown out. Look, look, I I think they realize that, you know, sometimes, and and so this was the the Tim Kawakami point, from last game, which is what got them up for this series was Ja. And when he wasn't there in game four, it was kind of a letdown for them because they live for that moment. Can you, I don't know if you can use that excuse two games in a row though. (laughs) No. Knowing that that team tested you in your own place uh, like they did in, in game four. And then in game five, they just waste you in, in a way that I've never seen uh, this this current team get get wasted. So I don't know can if we can if we can blame it on that thing, but for whatever reason, it's almost like they need a reason to rev it up. And I just would like to see them rev it up no matter what. Like, like <laughs> Tyus Jones is the reason now, baby. Well, my God, he's been killing them, and I I think I it's, I'm partly to blame because I kind of destroyed him. Uh, in, in in the game, uh, the podcast after game three, I was like, ah, Jordan's just going to go kill him. He's going to go one-on-one. And Jordan can't do anything against this guy. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it's frustrating. But, uh, okay, so my last point here. So we, we talked about Draymond. Jordan Poole, he needs to play through some stuff that he's not playing through. He's hanging his head. He's not getting back on defense. When there's an opportunity to take a charge, He's kind of doing the ole, let me reach over and pretend that I'm actually trying to do something here. Like that stuff is very transparent when you see it. If you've watched enough basketball, you can see, you know, because because there's there's a moment where I think it was Desmond Bain. Uh, or one, one of the guards was on a back cut or he was no, he was I think he was just driving the full length of the court. Gets by Steph. Steven Adams kind of gets in between him and Bialica. And so Bialica is kind of like on the other side. And so Jordan Poole is coming from the weak side. And if he slides over, he's got a chance to take a charge. Now, it's quite possible it would have been a block because of how close he was to the basket. But instead, he did the fake defense thing where he pretends like he can't get over enough and then he kind of waves at it to pretend mm-hmm. he's blocking a shot. And like, you know, uh, things are going so fast for these guys. Good defenders are also anticipating things. We know that he's not a good defender. But un- up until last l- the last game, I-, I never really thought it was an effort thing. 
And in this game, he was just feeling sorry for himself again. He gets bonked in the face with the basketball. And, and that hurts. You get hit in the nose and then your eyes start tearing up and then you kind of get a headache. And it's just something that is really, it just smarts and, and you kind of have to take a deep breath. Does the guy need to sit sit did on the floor? He, he tear, for, did he tear his ACL at the same time? Yeah, 30 <laughs> seconds. And then there's the the other one where um, he gets pushed into that screen with Brandon Clark in, and falls, you know, shoulder, I think shoulder first. And he's calling, you know, take me out, take me out. And then they give him the ball. And then he's doing all kinds of crazy stuff with the basketball. <laughs> I'm like, I thought you were hurt. And, but but that's st- that kind of stuff. The other team looks at that stuff. And the only reason I say this is because, you know, if you've if you've played even recreational sports, the one thing that you do do is you go and hunt the other person who's like, you know, not tough or doesn't really want to be out there. And that's all they did. They're like, okay, now we're just going to hunt Jordan and we're going to see if he can do anything. Offensively, he was awful. Defensively, he was even worse. Hanging his head, not getting back on defense. He he missed he missed a three. Thinks that he gets fouled, so he's got to do the thing where he talks to the ref. They boat race on the other side. His guy scores the bucket, and he doesn't even cross half court. It's like that stuff. When the Warriors are playing well, you can live with that stuff every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But when they're getting beat by twenty five points, the thing he needs to do is bust his butt back to make sure he gets back to his guy because the only way they're going to get back in the game. Is if they get stops, and that just that was not him today. So Moses I, I know he's not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I know it sounds like I'm like the in the Jordan Pool hater club. You just I, no, you sound I, I like you're like guy. a you sound like like you're like an old head talking well, about oh these tough guys. Well, I, I just, but it's like you know it's fair. The, the, I agree. So, but but the other thing is is that he's the one who put point put the bullseye on himself, right? Because he said all year long. I've been asking these guys what it's like to be in the playoffs because I want to know what's different about playoff basketball. Like he has said that it's been written. The the players have said that he's been coming up to them. So he wants to be in this moment and he's the one who's kind of made a big deal about it. So it's going to make us as fans go, oh, now we want to see how Jordan adjusts to the playoffs because he's been preparing for this moment. And he's either you know, not, not prepared or not stepping up to the plate or whatever. And he's had some good games, but he's just been so inconsistent. And some of it is an effort thing. And, and uh, you know, I wish I, I, I wish I knew what Andre w- was thinking right now, because he can't play in game six either. So, mm-hmm. uh, if, and if Otto is hurt, then the Warriors yeah. are down to 11 guys. Is it time to, um, is it time to play into the machismo and, give him the start or do you say we can't reward that type of stuff to Kaminga get in there again and suck it up you know I I do think they need to create some urgency for game six and I would start him but I would he in order for him to start he's got to make defense a priority because that is that that is how they're going to start well is get a bucket get a stop get a bucket get a stop and that's what Memphis did, and they and they were out in front very very early. I, I know that I know the NBA sometimes is like a oh, it's okay if that guy scores on me because then I'm just going to go back and score on him. 
but again, the playoffs, as we've seen just watching for, for these years, it's, it's different. It's not like that. The, the stops are, are just as important as like a three pointer, you know, and that's how you get back into these games as you get stops. And if you're not getting stops like the warriors were not today, they would have to shoot at a crazy percentage to even stay within 10 of Memphis. And you see what happened. They lost by, it was almost 50 point loss. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the, the I'm just going to keep saying his name. Moses Moody led third <laughs> unit that brought the lead down. Um, so Moody, uh, Moody was a plus eight. Look at that. So I wanted, there might Garbage be a mention of him in plus minus. There might be a mention of him in plus minus. Well, Tim, right? Tim, Tim likes Moody a lot. Uh, but, you know, you got to be able to do something now. Damian Lee didn't really get that many minutes with uh, the second unit. He, most of his minutes were with the third unit. He was shooting. He did, he did make a couple of shots. Um, you know, he made two for two from three. But he was, you know, he, he didn't really help defend that wing very well. I would like to see. Um, now, I'm glad that, you know, Wiggins, 19 minutes, Draymond, 22 minutes, Steph, 25, Clay, 25, uh, Jordan, 20. It was, uh, you know, I, I was glad that they pulled those guys out because there, there was no coming back from how hot mm, the Grizzlies were. I agree. I was waiting for them to do it like earlier. I was like, are they going to do it this early? And then. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, it was good that they didn't risk them getting hurt. I'm sure their pride was getting destroyed when, you know, Jaws doing the goggles and and uh, Jaron Jackson is, is is doing stuff after making shots. But look, you know, they, they deserve to do all of that stuff. Like, they played one of the most amazing offensive games I've seen all year. They shot, you know, it's kind of crazy. And a lot of this was garbage time, and it's like, probably uh DeAnthony Melton and Steven Adams are the only no actually Zaire as well but almost everybody on their team shot 50% or or better from the field but when you when you play that well and the other team's not doing anything to stop you you know what like what what stops you from continuing to to play that way it's not mm. like um and the you know the Warriors don't really have any bruisers you know they don't have a David Lee or a Jermaine O'Neal on this team, you can't afford for Draymond to be that guy because he gets a tech or something. Then that really hurts. And they have, you know, young Jonathan Kuminga, who's like, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to shove somebody or set a hard pick and, and stare him down and, you know, do a message in, in any way. Warriors are essentially a bunch of really good players, but not, you know, mean guy bruises. There's no Morris brother, on this team, that would have been funny if uh, Bielitsa like started. I, I thought <laughs> I thought Bielitsa was going to do something because Desmond Bain was like flailing on something. It was Dylan Brooks. And, oh, was it Dylan Brooks? And he's yeah. like falling back, and Bielitsa kind of pushes him. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, I kind of like that because yeah. <laughs> and Dylan Brooks was, you know, he was getting his because he's had a horrendous, you know, last five five days or whatever. He he played really well today too. But you know they they don't have that guy. They don't have that cha- that game changer who's gonna say, okay, no, that doesn't happen here. You know it could be Looney, but Looney's too nice of a guy, man. He's not gonna you know he's not gonna thump somebody just for the sake of thumping somebody. I, I guess JTA could have that mentality, but he doesn't get to play enough, so it, it wouldn't even matter. Yeah, 
I think the problem with Dylan Brooks is that he thinks he's like Anthony Edwards or like just some top player because I feel like there's a lot of plays where um, it's like it could be like a big momentum push for the Grizzlies and like if Steph is at the top of the key and he hits it, we go crazy. And Dylan Brooks, like, I think he understands that, like, okay, this could be a momentum push, but it shouldn't be him taking a shot. And then he takes a shot, brick off the front rim, and then it just, like, kills him. I don't, I don't mind that. I actually like him shooting because it, it just, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, he's going to be overconfident in shooting when the game is on the line, and then he's going to miss. No, no, I'm saying for, I'm just, I'm stepping into the mind of, like, a Grizzlies fan. I'm saying that, like, like he, I think he understands what could be momentum pushers, what gets the crowd going, what could put them on a run, but he shouldn't be the guy that like takes the shot. You know, I think he, that's, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And and as a Warrior fan, I'm, I, I don't yeah. mind it because yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I like yeah. the over aggressiveness because I'd rather him shoot than, uh, you know, Jackson, totally. Jones, Bain. You know, I'd rather have him shoot that shot. Um. All right, so... I, you know, we we kind of did the Kaminga watch. Maybe we'll sit. We gotta no, sit. no Kaminga watch. I don't. Yeah, I don't we'll, have it we'll, in me. We'll save the Kaminga watch for next week because we're going to will him to even though even though he was uh, he, he was a, he was a great garbage time player. Seventeen points, baby. Seventeen. He, no, he we can't talk his stats. Three, That's basically Kaminga watch. <laughs> he was, was Des, okay. Was three. has Desmond Bain been hurt this whole time or not? Because he was awesome tonight. He was great. Uh, I don't know what, what the Grizzlies uh, medical staff. Kudos to them. <laughs> he's good. He's been good. Did you see the Taylor Jenkins double down? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the medical the medical staff told me, so I ran with it. Yeah, something like okay. that. He Great can, medical uh, staff. Look, he, he can he can feel that way. That no, that... I I I am against Warrior fans in the sense that like they think he's like just the number one villain out on the planet right now. I think Taylor Jenkins is great. He's he's a good coach, and I think. You know, if there's a guy who's just willing to die on a hill, just trying to like protect his team or like trying to be his team's number one fan, by all means, man. I, I have a take on on Warriors Twitter, and I think they're wilding out a little bit more than usual because they're just a little bit worried that this team isn't as good as we hope that they are. And so, it's the worst team out of the runs. Oh yeah, for sure, by 100%. far, by far. But, you know, the Warriors fans are known to be the cocky fans. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just we, we we're, we're even if we lose, you know, a game seven in Cleveland, we're running it back because we're picking up KD like that's what the Warriors fans are known as. But I think part of the over, you know, a lot of dumb fans, too, because, you know, the Warriors fans from 10 years ago, there weren't as many of them as there are now. But yeah, I think they're just a little kind of in like, we're not as good. So, you know, we're acting crazy because we get a couple wins here. But I think deep down, I think they're really worried that the team is not as good as as they had hoped. Okay, before I say something really quick, we're, let's just do this really quickly. But before I say something, because, you know, by the off chance that one of those in your feelings Warriors fans is listening and they clip what I'm about to say, how, <laughs> who would you rank? Where would you rank this Warriors team in the West right now out of the top out of the four teams? Um, they're second, I think. I got them third, behind Dallas. Behind Dallas, I think these two these two past games like have uh, to me. I think that Dallas wouldn't take those. They would they would have eaten the Warriors up on both of those games. Oh, didn't Dallas get boat raced yesterday too? They did. They did. They did. I did watch that game. Um, but I mean, I think the Phoenix defense presents a bigger threat than the Warriors defense without Gary Payton. Though I don't think the Warriors do to the 
the Warriors would beat them by offense, not by. Yeah, money. and they they don't the Warriors don't face up well against uh, against Dallas either. They they struggle against Dallas. I still think they're a better team because I think they understand a little bit more how to win. And that that this is why that they're better than the Grizzlies too. Even the Grizzlies, maybe talent for talent on that roster. If you go, you know, one through twelve, mm-hmm. the Grizzlies roster may be more talented, but you know, the just having Steph and Dre, Clay's hurting that one though. Clay, Clay's yeah. hurting the 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 triumvirate there because he's he's not playing well, but. You know, you have Steph and Dre, you got to go through them. And if Phoenix, I think Phoenix wants the Warriors because they can cement who they are by beating the Warriors. They're not going to cement who they are by beating a Ja Morantless Grizzlies team. Mm-hmm. They can really say, okay, we are the team in the West because we took out the former team in the West. Uh, and and it, it, I think it would be a good series, but I do think, you know, Unless unless somebody gets hurt, which is kind of what we've been talking about, which is the length of this thing is also not great for a J, uh, a, a Crowder, uh, a CP3, Booker's hamstring. There could no, be, there yeah, could those be, are all good points. There could be a, a lot of stuff to happen still because of how crazy the series is, and um, you know they they got to go back to Dallas, they got to win one, uh, or they got they they got to win there or come back one more. And I don't know, you know, CP's struggling these last few games so uh, i i would imagine they would want to close it out but the warriors were supposed to have wanted to close it out today too and uh, they didn't so Mm -hmm. you know um, i think uh i think 36 minutes uh is overkill for a game that people probably half the people listening to this probably watched less than 36 minutes of the actual (laughs) game (laughs) all right let's uh let's end it but quickly any thoughts on uh because because we talked about I had said that I was like, you know, I, I kind of think Philly's going to come back and win this series, but you know, it, it's been home team wins every game in that series, which is what I thought was going to happen in in the Dallas series as well, which is kind of w- what happened. But I, that I was my think- point early. I was like, what's the record on this second yeah. round home team? Because it's, I think, I, yeah, it's it's going to be that. What did I say? Miami Heat. That series, whoever wins Game Five is going to win the series. Well, now Miami Heat won it. They get game seven at home. I think they win the series. Probably. And and uh, I think Embiid might be mad. He lost the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he gets a good si- game six. But Did you yeah. see him? He he went off on Bill Simmons for the F. Jalen Green thing too. Embiid did? Yeah, I think so. I think I saw something about that. Ah, I didn't see that. I feel like I've been seeing those. Unless, unless I unless uh, I, I was duped on Twitter with a fake story. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope not. Uh, but so... The uh, yeah, so the other series is obviously um, Boston and uh, Milwaukee. So I, I'm watching the I'm watching the fourth quarter, and there's about four minutes left. Boston's up four. I think Giannis got called for an offensive foul or something. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go quickly eat dinner, get back for this Warriors game. I think Boston's got this, and I come back and. Uh, Drew Holiday's like standing on on the the table or something, like <laughs> raising his hands. I was like, "What happened? What happened in this thing?" And you said that uh, you thought Marcus Smart kind of screwed up. Yeah, I was. It was like back to back to back Marcus Smart butt cheeks plays. Oh, where man. yeah, it was it was a tough one on him. But um, Giannis has gets fouled, 
So he has. So, okay. Okay. Tatum gets fouled on a play that I think they could have let, they could have let keep going. Cause you know, crunch time, they sometimes call it differently. If it doesn't totally affect the shot, they might not call the foul. Tatum gets fouled on a, on a shot that I didn't think totally affected the actual shot. So I think they should have let it play, but they didn't. Tatum shoots two free throws. Giannis goes down, kind of gets the same ticky tacky ish. They call it because they had to, they called it on Tatum. They had to call it on Giannis. Yeah. Giannis has to make two free throws. I don't think anyone in the building thought he would. He makes, makes the first one, misses the second one. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart mess up on like trying to box out and they like, uh, they like drop the ball between each other. Bobby Portis gets it, travel no call, but he just puts it back up, hits the shot. Marcus Smart, on the other hand, gets blocked by Drew Holiday after like trying to force something. Comes back to the other side. Oh, God, who hit the shot? I forgot who hit a shot. Someone did something. But for the last play, Marcus Smart is driving down the court. I think he loses, like, I think he starts losing the ball a little bit, then also sees someone coming to him and just kind of, like, overthinks it while Tatum's on the right side of the court, Mm. wide open, because I think Wesley Matthews just tripped, and Tatum was just (laughs) wide open. And but Marcus Smart is like almost like looking down at the ground while he's dribbling because he's trying to like recover. Maybe some yeah. maybe lost it a little bit. Guys coming turnover could have been wow. a foul turnover. That's how it ends. But, you know, we said you said that like Marcus Smart is kind of like completely reinvented himself yeah. as this player. And it's right. But like he's still like he's still kind of like Marcus Smart a little yeah. bit, a little bit of like, a, come on, man. What were you thinking? Like, yeah. Dylan offensively Brooks, offensively yeah him and dylan brooks got a little bit mentality. of like patrick beverly in that one right there <laughs> patrick beverly step back fade away three <laughs> it's like come on man he's like you barely hit the rim dude <laughs> um all right so uh so we think phoenix and dallas probably i think dallas home, wins yeah probably playing the home home team wins game uh philly and 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 uh, miami probably similarly I mean, well, the Warriors better close out at home because they go back to Memphis and they're a little beat up. That's going to be a rough one. Now, can 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 Memphis? You know, the pressure on them to win that game will be will be high. But they're athletic and they're long and they're talented and they play good basketball. So I actually think the Warriors, even with their veteranness, going back to Memphis just the thought of you know the three those three dudes again possibly losing a 3-1 that that would be a lot of pressure mm-hmm. uh okay but make a prediction boston milwaukee does milwaukee wrap it up at home no i don't oh you wow. think boston yeah, wins wait. in yeah, milwaukee to take it back so we'll see the robert williams injury status if he's going to be out another game i just can't see the celtics losing i <sighs> Now, I, I can see them losing the series. I just feel like a three, them losing in six just doesn't feel right for some reason. These have all been pretty close games to end it. You know, there hasn't, I, I think the Celtics could get one at, at in Milwaukee. Um, and then for Philadelphia, you know, Miami, I said it, whoever wins game five is winning the series. Miami Heat won game five. Sixers could still get one, but Miami Heat will close the series in Miami for Game Seven if that if there needs to be one. Uh, Dallas versus Phoenix, I think that Dallas can get Game Six. It's been the home team advantage, but I know that I just went against my word and said that Milwaukee, uh, Boston will win in Milwaukee. I think the Suns will probably win it though. I just think that there's there's this like little Luca Devin Booker br- rivalry brewing, and it's pretty entertaining. Like this little new age rivalry. Um, they haven't gotten to play each other in the playoffs because either Phoenix was bad or that the Dallas Mavericks would always just match up with the Clippers. But this has been a cool little 
cool little battle between uh, two young, great uh, emerging stars. Devin Booker, third place in the MVP race. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> to me, that felt like last year's Utah Jazz was a one seed, and Donovan Mitchell had the same stats as Devin Booker. Why didn't, where was the Donovan Mitchell love last year? Like, it's just like there was no like super standout player, you know, and I might get hate for that, but I don't, I don't think Devin Booker, it looked like he looked like a, he stuck out like a sore thumb on that list because under him is like Luca and Tatum and like, I think Jaw was maybe, I don't know. I don't know. All right. I'm going to go on a limb. I think Milwaukee closes the show. I thought this was a must win game for Boston. Uh, they did not, you know, t- it's tough uh, to play the champions like that. Did you see the everyone sending uh, Cousin Sal pictures of, of Bill Simmons in, in the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> did, and, he get on, did he get on the camera? I didn't see him. Well, he's he was uh, sidelined like maybe three oh. rows back, like almost mid court. And so for, you know, for all those good photos, the, the, with the, with the great cameras, you can zoom in and you can see him. And so, <laughs> so somebody, uh, took the photo and, and said, you know, they put the circle around bill and, and asked cousin Sal, uh, you know, who's this? And cousin Sal retweeted it and said, Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was funny, but okay. So, you know, I, I am calling Milwaukee to win, but. I also said the Warriors are going to wrap it up this week. So my predictions are this tonight. So my predictions are, are, are a little off. Uh, all right. So follow you and your podcast at the BAM pods. The football one had uh, what a Saints writer or something on there. No, it wasn't a writer. It's actually uh, my friend's younger brother who started this Saints fan page when he was in middle school. And oh, it, wow. has six, it has 68,000 followers. Nice. And so I was like, dang, dude, how'd you get that going? What I do want to say, though, before we head out oh man where's the tweet where's the tweet uh giants pitcher logan webb he is a kings fan and he tweeted grizzlies making everything must be that kang's luck rubbing off on mike brown oh man because <laughs> logan webb's a kings fan oh man that's rough that is rough that yeah he's got a, he's got a big job for him you know that's why he's getting paid the big bucks is to but i don't know it's kind of the place where old warriors coaches go to die luke walton but um, all right, so we're going to wrap it up here uh, at the BAM pods on Twitter and at the BAM pod on Instagram. Did you get any hate for that Warriors in five? Not yet. I'm waiting for it, though. <laughs> all right. We will be back uh, Friday night, I guess. Right. Friday night at seven. Friday night. They, they, they play and uh, we'll be back hopefully uh, in, in a much happier place than uh, we were today. But no, we're not sore losers, man. We We discussed it. We called our team out. We didn't blame any referees or anything. Yeah. We didn't blame the other fans. You, you just you take it and, and you learn from it, and that, that's the way it goes. All right, so um, for Bry, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. <laughs>